Dress it up and make it real for me. <laughs> Whatever that means. Dirty something in the sky for me. Spend a day to get my mind blown. Huh? Dress it up and go to NASA. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids. We're the one that kept it cool without it. Hello and welcome to the Basket Bro Show, presented by Dogwood Radio, uh, with me, Carter, and joining me uh, for a special pre-NCAA tournament episode is Davis up in Boston. How are you doing, Davis? I'm doing very well. I am super excited that I've got my spring break during this uh, first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Couldn't ask for a better time in there. No, you really couldn't, especially because I think you had last week off for the conference tournaments as well. The placement really that could not I did. be any better. Because <laughs> you don't get the daytime games Ideal for, uh, for the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Uh, they're all the night games, so enjoy your fill while you can have it. So we'll just start I off will. with a little rundown of, uh, of the games and give some thoughts on each one's. Uh, whether they should be watched or not. Some, obviously, we're not going to know too much about the teams, but we can go ahead and start with the game that will kick off the 2019 NCAA tournament. Uh, 12-15 Eastern time on Thursday, we've got Minnesota versus Louisville, which is the Patino revenge game as Minnesota's coach. So that's the first game. That oh, is that's definitely game. conspiracy theory. <laughs> that's conspiracy theory right there. So uh, the coach for Minnesota is um, the son of the man Rick Patino, who was fired from Louisville under, I mean, lots of uh, pretty out there um, recruiting violation scandal and and furthermore uh, illegal activities. So. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that was the first game. Oh, yeah. So it kicks yeah, us now, off with a real now bang. Now I totally buy the conspiracy. <laughs> and it's also yeah, a it's Big like, Ten versus ACC that... matchup uh, to see who gets this conference supremacy. The Big Ten had the most teams in the tournament with eight, but the ACC had three number one seeds. So <laughs> a little bit of a see whose conference is better to start this off. I'm obviously going to pull for Louisville as an ACC homer, but hopefully we get a good game out of this. Uh, your pick for that one, Davis. I'm going with Louisville. Yeah, me too. And for our second, I mean, sometimes game... you just gotta. Oh, you can finish. Sometimes you just gotta go with what you want, you know, like because <laughs> uh, that's kind of a toss. So obviously, yeah. I want the ACC team to win. Yeah. And then 12:40 Eastern Time, we've got the Yale Bulldogs of the Ivy League versus the LSU Tigers. This is a 14 versus three matchup. LSU is going to be playing without their coach, Will Wade, who was recently uh, in trouble for some wiretaps and may or may not be uh, appearing in front of a, a grand jury this coming April. Um, so this is one I actually think might be one of the first upsets of uh, the tournament because LSU so rudderless right now, and Yale actually has a coach. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad call. I, I still have... LSU winning just uh, it's apparently Yale's got a guy who's like NBA kind of athleticism, but I don't know. It's hard to see a SEC team losing to a Ivy League team. Yeah, it, it's uh, hard. I don't to know. See maybe it's it maybe it's because happens. I played pickup basketball in the same gym as the 
uh, Yale basketball team, and I just I don't know. I was a better free throw sh- free throw shooter than all those guys. So. Hey, they beat Baylor three years ago, so there's precedent for it. I'm gonna pick it Yale. Happens. I have that in my bracket. I'm gonna live and die with you that Ivy pick League Yale. pick. Oh yeah, you're going with okay. LSU. Well, uh, I am, but I have them losing to Belmont in the second round. Okay. Well, let's not count our chickens before they hatch. <laughs> one thirty Eastern time on Thursday, we've got another SEC team, Auburn, the five seed, playing New Mexico State. I have not watched much of either team, but I did see a little bit of Auburn this past weekend as they claimed the SEC tournament title after beating Tennessee, which is a pretty impressive win. Although I think Tennessee thought they clinched the SEC when they beat Kentucky on Saturday. <laughs> so I don't know how much they were playing for. But well, a game I really don't know too much about. Uh, this is one I probably will not watch unless it's tight, you know, in the last TV timeout. How are you feeling about this one? Uh, so this is kind of, I went out on a limb and picked New Mexico State to win. Based off of Auburn's kind of not... Yeah, it's a standard kind of upset. Yeah. Yeah. Standard upset pick. Uh, I also just think Auburn didn't have a great regular season. Maybe they're picking at the right time. New Mexico State beat Nevada. Mm -hmm. Nevada was supposed to be pretty good, but I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it's just I didn't want to give the SEC too much love at the end of the day. So picking Auburn to lose. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll do the same. Uh, 2 o'clock Eastern on Thursday, we've got Vermont versus Florida State. Uh, Florida State looked really good in the ACC tournament. Uh, Vermont won their conference championship. Uh, pretty good season. I think they finished with 27 wins, so they're you know not a bad team. But Florida State looks like a juggernaut right now. I probably have them going through. And that might be a game worth watching. We'll see how long Vermont can, uh, can uh, keep up with them. Yeah, it's definitely not one I would pick as an upset, though, if you're filling out your brackets. Because no. uh, if you haven't watched Florida State play, they've got lots of NBA bodies. They're extremely well-coached, very disciplined team. Um, yeah, it's it's going to take a team with a lot of talent to beat Florida State. Mm-hmm. And 245 Eastern, we've got 15-seed Bradley versus number 2 Michigan State. Michigan State just won the Big Ten tournament over Michigan. They beat them three times this year. Uh, some people thought maybe Michigan State should be a one seed, but they ended up the two seed in Duke's bracket, which is sort of a tough draw for them. But uh, it would really be crazy if they lost this game. I have them going pretty far. Uh, it would be very funny, as noted Tom Izzo haters. I'm sure we both would uh, enjoy this very much if Michigan <laughs> State were to lose, but I just can't see it happening. Yeah, me neither. I've, I think uh, they, they're they looking for the Tom Izzo-Shashevsky matchup in the Elite Eight with this. Um, so, yeah, I, I see that kind of playing out as well. I think they're both going to get there. Uh, 3-10, we've got Maryland playing against one of the play-in teams, and that, the, that game actually hasn't happened yet. But uh, Maryland, young team. Bruno Fernando is definitely an NBA prospect, so... Um, and potentially they could be playing in Washington, D.C. if they make it to the second weekend, which would be sort of a home court advantage for them if they were to capitalize on that. Uh, <laughs> potentially could be a game that's interesting because Maryland, although talented, has failed to really bury people this year. So they could potentially be upset in the first round. Uh, how much faith do you have in Maryland going into this tournament? Um, I've actually got Belmont beating Maryland. 
Um, which I believe that game is actually happening now. I believe it's tonight right. after we're live recording okay. this Tuesday, 7.50 <laughs> Eastern time. Okay. It's Farley Dickinson yeah, sorry. in the 16 um, matchup. Yeah, so I've got... Um, no, Belmont's playing Temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I've got yeah I've got Belmont beating Maryland. So Belmont, um, yeah, I just once again <laughs> a lot of people picking Belmont, them as a hot mid uh, major team. They were an at large team yeah. after getting upset by Murray State in their conference tournament championship game. So uh, real good offense. Uh, you might have something there. They might beat Maryland. Yeah, I mean they've got they lead the nation in assists per game, which is uh. Uh, maybe an overlooked stat, you know, as far as team statistics go. But, um, yeah, I also think Maryland, they were kind of one of the the lower seed. Well, not only did the Big Ten get a lot of teams in, but what kind of pisses me off, excuse my French, <laughs> is um, is how high they all were. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think all of them were a six-seed or higher. Mm-hmm. Uh which I don't think that's it's ju- it's not justified, um, especially by like the the teams that the you know like that's a lot of the these teams lost to Indiana, which had a like a bad season, didn't make <laughs> uh-huh. the tournament. Like um, I don't think it was justified. I think once again it was the Big Ten gets a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I don't think Maryland is that great of a team. Um, they got in because they're in the Big Ten. <laughs> it would have been weird to leave them out, but they're not exactly trending in the right direction heading into the most important game. So Belmont, it would not be shocking if they were to beat them. Um, next at four, we've got 13-seeded Northeastern, which comes up uh, Massachusetts way <laughs> to take on Kansas in uh, the first round of the Midwest region. Uh, Kansas, another team that's... Uh, not exactly lived up to their potential. Don't know too much about Northeastern, but being a 13 seed, they can't be too bad. Uh, do you think Kansas is uh, has a chance to get knocked off here in the first round? I think they do. Um, I think partially just because their season has been a, such a disappointment to Kansas standards. Like, I don't know. They either come out here in the tournament really fired up to, to prove that they're better than the regular season showed or they're kind of like, you know, screw it. Let's get um, this over with know. already. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on spring break and yeah, a know, lot of freshmen. I think they're starting four freshmen right now, which is not very usual for a bill self team. Uh, especially recently, we've seen a lot of upperclassmen like uh, Devante Graham and Frank Mason, uh, Svi, yeah. however the hell you say his name, <laughs> the Ukraine maker. But really young team this year for the first time in a very long time. They didn't win the Big 12 regular season. Um, Everybody's already sort of looking forward to the Sweet 16 game, potentially against North Carolina. Uh, So maybe even Kansas is looking ahead to that, and they actually get knocked off before they get a chance to play Roy Williams, their former coach. I have Kansas going through, but like you're saying, it wouldn't be a shocker if they were to lose. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I've got them going through, but... Um, I mean, it would be a it would be a cool upset, that's for sure, and I think it's in the realm of possibility. And then at four thirty, the last of the afternoon slate, we've got twelve seed Murray State taking on five seed Marquette. Murray State's got John Morant, who a lot of people think might go number two overall 
in the NBA draft uh, this coming June. And Marquette, who's got Marcus Howard, who can light it up, is a real candidate to be this year's Kimball Walker and carry Marquette pretty deep into the tournament. So this is probably going to be a must-watch. Uh, two really good scorers just uh, going back and forth, hopefully. Um, a tough one to call. Marquette started off really hot, but sort of cooled off near the end of the year. Uh, Murray State is not a very complete team, but John Moran is just so dominant as a point guard that they might stand a chance against Marquette. Uh, what are well, you I'm, looking forward you know, to? Marquette, Marquette has lost five of their last six games. Ooh, trending in a very bad direction. Yeah, uh, against Villanova, which is okay, decent team. Uh, Creighton did not make the tournament. Seton Hall made the tournament, but kind of like, meh. <laughs> Georgetown did not make the tournament, and they lost to Seton Hall again. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, losing five in the last six. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to it's pick a team like that. Especially since yeah, exactly. Murray State just won their conference tournament. They're feeling really good. Nothing to lose. This might be a good upset call. Yeah. I think uh, so. Screw it's it. The, I'll go with Murray the... State. This is March, baby. Let's do this. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Murray State for me for sure. Uh, I think it'll be, like you said, a great game to watch. But I'm great game to that's close the out one the big upset window. that I'm kind of confident about. Yeah. And then the first night game on Thursday at 6.50 is going to be 10 Florida from the SEC against number 7 Nevada. Uh, Davis mentioned before Nevada came into the year very hyped up. A lot of like 23, 24-year-old players, uh, graduate transfers and the like. Um, really disappointing. Finished with four losses. Florida, I never really bought them as a good team. Uh, 15 losses on the year for them, so... This is kind of a man kind of matchup for the first round, two sort of dud teams. But uh, I think Nevada is going to get it together. I really hope they do. Um, so I have them going through that game. Um, yeah. Well, I've got Florida winning this game, Ooh. which I don't know if it's really justified or not. But they beat LSU twice, who won the SEC. Um, you know. Uh, they had a decent run in the SEC uh, tournament. So, and yeah, I, I just kind of am thinking Nevada hasn't really beat anybody all year. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason why they're a seven seed is just because they had this hype coming in. And yeah, four losses isn't that bad, but they didn't play anybody. So, uh, and they lost to some nobodies. Whereas Florida has been through. I think the SEC is probably one of the better conferences in the country this year Mm -hmm. so they're going to be used to top-notch competition yeah florida's got athletes at least and a decent amount of upperclassmen so uh Mm -hmm. it may may not be the most interesting game but hopefully it's a tight one going down the stretch i'll take nevada i think you had florida davis yep uh the next game of the night window at 7 10 is 15 seeded abilene christian versus number two kentucky uh, Kentucky should wipe the floor with them. This probably won't even be close. <laughs> I see the line is Kentucky yeah. by 22 and a half. So if you're betting, that's a lot of numbers, but it might not be that far off. Uh, Kentucky definitely for me. Yeah, for sure. Moving on. <laughs> in 720, we've got St. Mary's who upset Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Championship game. 
Uh, they are taking on Villanova, who everybody might have forgotten this, but actually won the national championship last year <laughs> and won the Big East for, I think, the fourth consecutive year. Um, so maybe a little bit overlooked. They're coming in as a sixth seed. Do you think St. Mary's gives them any problems, or does Villanova just roll through this one and remind everybody who they really are? Uh, I think, I mean, it's kind of a, yeah. I'm not trying to cut corners or whatever, but I think it could go either way. Ooh. Uh, if I, I was betting on it, I'm saying Villanova wins. I've actually got Villanova going to the Elite Eight um, just because Jay Wright is one of the best coaches. Uh, I mean, currently he might be the best coach in college basketball as, mm-hmm. as far as the kind of what he's done over the past 10 years with the talent he's had. I think he's, um, you know, up there with Tony Bennett in that kind of category and well, more successful than Tony Bennett. Oh yeah. Much more as, as far as the postseason goes at least. So I just think he's the kind of coach where they don't lose to someone like St. Mary's, especially since they've had a few days to prepare. Mm-hmm. Like, good God. Like, there's no way that he's going to let a, a team like that get past him. Yeah, I have Villanova winning this one. I have them making a pretty deep run, too. Uh, the next game yeah, so is 7. Actually, oh, I take okay, back what I said. It's not going to go either way. Villanova's going to wipe the floor with them. There you go. Stop being middleman, Davis. <laughs> yeah. 727, we've got Gonzaga taking on, I think, the winner of the game that's happening right now, Farley Dickinson versus somebody. Doesn't really matter because they're going to lose anyway. No way Gonzaga loses his first game. <laughs> I have them progressing, no, no problem. Probably not even going to be worth watching. Uh because although yeah, they may get tested, that? that's at 7:27. Because although they may get tested by a more athletic team later in the tournament, a 16 seed, they're just gonna wipe the floor with them. Because that's the kind of competition that they're used to. Yes. Then we've got at 9:20, starting the late window, 15 seeded Montana against number two Michigan. And I know you've loved Michigan all year. Uh, I bet you do not have them coming out this early. No, I don't, but uh, because they can have trouble scoring at times, this could be, like, I've got them going to the Final Four, but uh, they could also lose right here and totally score my bracket because yeah. they are a team that struggles to score. This could be one They're of those games you see Michigan start, uh, starting off hot. They're up, like, 30 to 15 maybe at the end of the first half. Then a stack comes up. Michigan has not scored for seven minutes. <laughs> And the game is yeah, lead is down yeah. to three points. Something like that might happen. And you're like, how the heck did this happen? Just make a jump shot. <laughs> yeah. And then they can't. Uh, yeah, so I think that's possible. But mm. it's not what I'm picking. I'm not picking it either. I have Michigan going through. Um, then 940, we've got Seton Hall from the Big East taking on Wofford, who are the champions of, I think, the Southern Conference. Uh championship game of that was actually crazy they were losing uh 56 to 50 to uncg and closed out the game on i think a 15 to nothing scoring run um really high powered offensive team sort of everybody's darling they're a seven seed so obviously the committee thinks pretty highly of them uh is it too good to be true for wofford uh can Seton hall end their cinderella run before it even starts what do you think davis um, yeah, I watched that game too, and Wofford was, you know, they were impressive against the UNCG team that also was pretty solid, and um, you know, was maybe uh, they were definitely a Cinderella to get an at-large bid, but 
Um, yeah, I mean, go Bulldogs. Wofford moving on to the second round. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm picking Wofford. I'm riding them. So I think they can beat the troglodytes from the Northeast and the Forbidden East <laughs> Conference and take on Seton Hall and all their scumbag fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so at 9.50, we've got Old Dominion representing the 757, taking on Purdue out of the Big Ten Conference with the three seed. I don't think Purdue's a very good team. <laughs> they won the Big Ten regular season, but I don't think the Big Ten was very good. Um, so I actually have Old Dominion as a 14 seed making an upset here. I know very little about Old Dominion, but I know they're from Virginia, and I know I don't think Purdue is good, so I'm going to go with Old Dominion here. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have Purdue going very far, but Carter, that's an interesting... Interesting pick for it's sure. Gut, I will it's a say gut this. Feeling so, kind of pick. Yeah, a lot of their losses did come at the beginning of the season. They started the season um, two and three, uh, and since then have you know put together some impressive strings. But let's see, they beat Rice. I mean, that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah, oh, oh, look at this. They beat Syracuse, sixty-eight, sixty-two. There you go championship pedigree yeah who knows that's not so yeah that's not so crazy i mean they be at least you know one team that's i think syracuse might be better than uh than Purdue, Purdue, so. yeah honestly and then who the knows? last game of thursday night davis mentioned syracuse a second ago at nine fifty-seven, it will be the orange men of syracuse taking on baylor out of the big 12 i think syracuse should win this game fairly easily They'll have Tyus battle back. Uh, they're a very good team. I don't think they're going to lose this early. And I have them progressing to take on Gonzaga in the second round, which should be a great game if uh, we're lucky enough for it to happen. Yeah, this is an interesting uh, kind of ACC versus Big 12 matchup as well. And I've got Syracuse advancing. But I don't think just because, I mean, it's not just ACC bias. Syracuse is a dangerous team with Tyus Battleback, and how well they played Duke in the first half of the mm. ACC tournament without him was really impressive. Buddy Beheim is finding um, a stroke at the right time. Yes, and he's the ki- type of player that could have a huge tournament. Um, you know, if he gets like hot, one of your favorite uh, players of all time, Brady Heslip. Yeah, former Baylor man, uh-huh. Brady Heslip. Uh, you know, little little white guy. We had the St. Christopher swoosh haircut. Uh, Richmond people know what I'm talking about. Drop um, forty. He still in has the record. Game. Yes, and he still has the record for threes made in the D League for the NBA with 14 in a game. Um, yeah, I don't know if Beheim, Buddy Beheim, is going to pull off 40 against Baylor or Gonzaga, <laughs> but Syracuse is a dangerous team and. Uh, it's a potential upset for them to be Gonzaga in the second round. So I'm going to take Syracuse for sure. Um, we can move on to Friday. Uh, the first game of the day is a Midwestern special. We've got Iowa out of the Big Ten against Cincinnati. This game is actually being played in Columbus, Ohio. So Cincinnati's got sort of a home court advantage there. And I think that's going to help them go through. <laughs> Cincinnati is a... Uh, team made of rock people so if you pay play them you better be prepared to bleed uh i have cincinnati going through yeah me too i think the home field advantage kind of gives them an edge here as well 
then at 1240, we've got nine-seeded Oklahoma against eight-seeded Ole Miss. Uh, haven't watched either team all year, so <laughs> I would flip a coin and go with the eight-seed Ole Miss here. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, but I do think the SEC is a much more dangerous league than the Big 12. So it's kind of like Big 12 SEC thing. Um, definitely going to go with Ole Miss. Then at 1.30, we've got 14-seeded Northern Kentucky taking on co-Big 10, or sorry, Big 12 regular season champions Texas Tech, uh, who are the three-seed. Uh, Texas Tech, very good defense, but like Michigan, uh, they are prone to scoring droughts that can cost them games. Um, so Northern Kentucky, don't know too much about them, but they've got 26 wins on the season, so they're not uh, exactly a bad team. Uh, so if they get hot, an upset could certainly possible here. I'll pick Texas Tech, but uh, I see them as a team that is uh, definitely uh, a candidate for a first-round upset. So this might be a game worth uh, keeping an eye on. You know, uh, I had picked Texas Tech to win, but I think you're onto something, especially the mascot. You know, uh-huh. some people choose their brackets mainly by the mascot more than, you know, the analytics. And uh, you know their, their mascot, Carter, right? I do not. What is it? Like, Northern Kentucky? What is it? The Norse. <laughs> the Norse. Oh, look at that. The Norse. The Not Norse the against Vikings. the Raiders. Norse. It's almost a matchup of a uh, of Viking Raider people. Exactly. So you've got like the Texas Border Raiders versus the Norse, which is <laughs> for Northern Kentucky is a, a strange. Mascot, well, I guess they've got I Northern in the name, so. Yeah, um, I've got Texas Tech actually advancing for a little bit, but this could be a nice uh, upset pick if you're looking for something like that. Then at 2 o'clock, we've because got another mascot, uh, <laughs> potential upset pick with UC Irvine, the 13th seed, taking on Kansas State, who actually <laughs> were also the co-Big 12 regular season champions. They play back-to-back here. Uh, a lot of people are high on UC Irvine, despite never watching the play all season, because they have 30 wins. And if you've got 30 wins, you're definitely uh, a candidate to beat somebody, so... I will jump on that and go ahead and pick UC Irvine in my mania for upsets of the Big 12. Kansas State going down to a school representing the best public school university system in all of America, the University of California (laughs) system, UC Irvine over Kansas State. Yeah, I go for it. Yeah, but I've got Kansas (laughs) State winning. I just, you know, uh, I think – Kansas State, um, just because they did, you know, win the Big Twelve, they have the potential of making it. I mean, pretty far. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to bust my bracket and pick UC Irvine. Hey, hey, hey! You got to stand out to succeed. So I'm going with UC Irvine here. They're just gonna these soft Californians are gonna show these uh, tough grain eaters of the Midwest what's what. <laughs> It is one of the beautiful things about the tournament is you get these kind of weird regional and state rivalries, and oh, I love it. Uh, two forty-five. We've got Colgate, the fifteen seed, taking on Tennessee, the two seed from the SEC. Um, a lot of upperclassmen for Tennessee. A lot of expectations. Will the pressure get to them, or are they gonna clean up in this tournament like we all hope they will? 
Yeah, I've got Tennessee winning. They're too athletic, too well coached, um, and too talented to lose to Colgate. I've got Tennessee going as well. Uh, and three ten, the matchup of the opening round. 16 seeded Gardner Webb taking on the one seed Virginia Cavaliers. The million dollar question Do the Cavs lose to a 16 seed two years in a row? There is no precedent for it. It is unprecedented. It has never happened. But last year, a 16 seed had never beaten a one. Is history made two years in a row? I hope not. My in laws would be so sad. I just, uh, I would be sad. It would be tragic. Um, no. And you I saw think in the fact, glimmer UVA... in the Gardner Web players' eyes when they got the uh, UVA on the uh, on the selection. Show. Do you know what the spread is? Do you know uh, what the, spread the spread is, is UVA by twenty three and a half. Oh, that's a lot, lot of points. I was gonna say. I was going to say take the spread, but UVA doesn't score that much. No. I don't know, man. They could just go. They could hold Gardner-Webb to like 30 points. They could hold Gardner-Webb to 14. They could. It could be ugly. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, to be honest, Mm because they've got something to prove. Um, But, you know, all jokes aside, you know, what's really important for UVA is um, Jiminy Crickets. Help me, Carter. DeAndre Hunter. NBA prospect, no NBA prospect. Ty uh, Jerome. Guard. Yeah, sorry, Ty Jerome. Um, Ty Jerome has had a rough end of the season. He has not looked like himself. He's at high turnover rate. Has not made his outside shots. Um, hasn't really had his spark on the the drive either. So, I mean, if he has a bad tournament, they could be an early exit. But I don't think they're going to lose in the first round. Um, it. It would be tragically funny. Um, I hope it doesn't happen either, but it would be something else. Uh, I have Virginia going through, all levity aside. I actually have them going pretty far. I'll reveal how far later. But uh, 4 o'clock, we've got Buffalo, the darlings out of the MIAC, maybe. MIAC? MIAC? I think you kind of moved the vowels together. Uh, MIAC. Uh <laughs> against TBD, it is a play-in game, which has not yet occurred. I believe they're playing the winner of St. John's, Arizona State, neither of which I think are a very good team. So I have Buffalo progressing regardless of who they play. I think they're a top 25 team entering the year and have done little to make me think they didn't deserve that early season hype. Well, yeah, their three losses are to Marquette, um, who they kind of got blown out by Away. a little bit. That was in Milwaukee, though. Okay, yeah. Northern Indiana, um, or Northern Illinois, sorry. Uh, and then Bowling Green. And Bowling Green, uh, those two losses against um, Northern Illinois and um, Bowling Green, they lost by a combined total of six points. Mm-hmm. So six points away from a one-loss team. Um, yeah, you got to give them a little bit of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're ranked number 15 in the nation right now. Mm-hmm. So so maybe yeah, we're a little I, hard done I'm by picking... getting a six seed. Maybe they should have been a little bit higher. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely got an argument to be made. I think one of the reasons why the selection committee probably didn't uh, give them a higher seed is because at the end of the day, they don't really have many... Well, 
I said this with another team earlier. They did beat Syracuse early in the year, and I think Syracuse at the beginning of the year was weak. Yes. So I'm not sure how much credence to give those um, non-conference wins over Syracuse before January 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat West Virginia, which looked really good at the time um, because West Virginia was ranked 13th in the country. But since then, um, yeah, they – I mean, you can't fault them. They beat the teams that mm-hmm. they scheduled in their non-conference. So, but I don't. I'm not sure if they're. They, I don't think they're like Sweet Sixteen material. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But more than anything, it's that I don't think Arizona State or St. John's are very good. So, uh, I have yeah. Buffalo taking Agreed. them on pretty easily. Uh, 4.30 Eastern on Friday, closing out the afternoon window. We've got Pac-12 Tournament Champions Oregon as the 12 seed taking on the Wisconsin Badgers uh, <laughs> in what might be a very difficult game to watch. <laughs> Oregon had a very tough season up until they won the Pac-12 Tournament, which isn't even really saying much because the Pac-12 was historically weak this year. They were really, really bad. Um, so I don't have much faith in either team, but... I'll probably just go with the higher seed and take Wisconsin to win this game in a very, very low scoring uh, occasion. Yeah. So yeah, take your little basketball break for this game. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I've got Wisconsin moving on as well. Uh, then at six fifty, starting off the evening slate, we've got Washington taking on Utah State. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of people who have probably watched maybe one Utah State game all year tell me that they are a dangerous team and that North Carolina better watch out in the second round. So, And just because of that, I'm going to pick Washington to win this game. Yeah, uh, you know, I just heard over, um, I was watching uh, Seth Greenberg, his show about, um, you know, the tournament picks, and he was not impressed with Utah State and Ooh. thought that they were overhyped. Um, you know, he was saying, you know, the Mountain West isn't that good of a conference. Um, you know, yeah, they beat Nevada, but Nevada so did everybody. is overrated. <laughs> yeah, so they beat Nevada twice. Oh, wow. Um, they beat Houston. Utah State beat Houston. Um, and Houston has a, a high seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they lost to Arizona State. They mm. lost to BYU. They got blown out by BYU. They lost to Fresno State, um, San Diego State. Yeah. So essentially, I guess the only they, they only have quality wins if you buy that Nevada and Houston are actually as good as they say. But because Nevada and Houston also have not played a lot of good teams, then it's kind of yeah. I mean, I don't know what the appropriate metaphor is, but um, yeah, you get the point. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of hype, a lot of hype out there in the the Mountain West time zone, and mm-hmm. uh, probably not deserved. <laughs> Washington to advance. Yeah, screw Utah State. Utah sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Except for Michael Shipley, if you're if you're listening, we, we love you and we love Utah. Utah State sucks, and the media hype around them, despite no one ever watching them play, sucks. 710 yes. Eastern time, we've got the number one overall seed, Duke, taking on TBD play-in team. Duke will beat this team 150-50. to 50. I'm calling it right here. 
150 point game that'd be something of legend but yeah it's hard to imagine i do think in a game like this zion could score 50 points oh yeah and a story of a potential storyline in this is that they might play north carolina central which is actually durham's one true team uh taking on (laughs) the rich kids of duke so we could get a Prince versus Pauper type upset right there and see uh, an ACC one seed get knocked out by a 16 seed two years in a row. Wouldn't that oh, be absolutely no. magical? In the battle no, for I, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want Duke to win the championship, but I don't want him to go out that way. That would... <laughs> Duke's going to win no problem. Some... <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the 720 game, we've got 14 seeded Georgia State uh, representing. Atlanta, Hotlanta, taking on Houston in the battle of the southern cities. Uh, <laughs> I don't know too much about Georgia State. I remember their magical tournament run a couple years ago when their coach had the broken foot uh, and his son was lighting up uh, big-time programs. Houston uh, coming out of the American Athletic Conference. It is America's one true conference. Uh <laughs> I think I'm going to have Georgia State winning this game because I'm upset crazy right now, and I do not respect Houston as far as I can throw Kelvin Sampson. Yeah, I'm not a huge Houston lover myself, but, you know, uh, 31 wins. um, It's kind of one of those things where it's like, even if they're not that good, they're still probably better than Georgia State. (laughs) So I mean, yeah. But if you were to pick a 14-3 upset, I think this is the best one to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say that. I don't have Houston going very far. We've got the Liberty Flames coming out of southwestern Virginia. <laughs> taking on Mississippi State Bulldogs out of the Southeastern Conference. This is a 12-5. Uh, it seems like some years we have more 12s uh, going to the second round than we have 5s. I know Liberty that has been happen. a Ken Palm yeah. darling for most of this season, and Mississippi State represents possibly the worst state in all of America. So <laughs> I have Liberty coming through this game. Well, um, you know why they're ranked so highly on Ken Palm? You know where their assistant coach, his previous job, or their head coach, was previously an assistant at what university? Washington and Lane. Think Ken Palm. No, 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 no. Ken Palm. Who's Ken Palm love? Ken Palm loves Michigan State. They love, yeah, I don't know why they love Michigan State, but they also love UVA. They do. So the Liberty head coach was an assistant uh, UVA under Tony Bennett. Mm. Um, so they pay a, play a pack line defense and kind of do the um, wear you down offense. Uh, I've got Mississippi State going, but Jay Billis, uh, when he was talking about this one on his show, has Liberty as, like, this could be a very interesting game. Um. Yeah, I think whoever wins this game still loses to Virginia Tech. But uh, so for that reason, it's actually a, probably a pretty good upset pick. Mm-hmm. Um, because the I don't think you're risking go that far much. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Then at nine twenty, we have the final one seed remaining: the North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the Iona Gales who almost finished their season with a losing record were it not for their conference tournament. 
So I think UNC should have no problem with this. I think Roy Williams in an incredible stat that somehow does not get as much attention as it deserves is 28 and zero in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So if that uh, streak were to end this year, Roy Williams might as well just retire. That's a great stat. That's better. I mean, he must. He has to have the first best first round record in college basketball history. Mm-hmm. He has to. Uh, I mean, Coach K's lost at least three times in the first round. Two times in the last ten years. Yeah. So I mean, then the, Bob Knight has Bob Knight lost in the first round. I, I guess it would be a little bit different in the pre. Um, at large, you know, pre sixty four, yeah, pre sixty four team tournament, but yeah, UNC's winning. Then at nine forty, we have got the UCF Golden Knights uh, with the seven foot six Taco Fall making potentially his final college appearance, taking on the Rams from the Virginia Commonwealth University, coached by. The greatest mind in all of Division One basketball, Mike Rhodes. Um, VCU dominated their conference this year, but were upset very early in their conference tournament. And their best player suffered a knee injury, which apparently will not be too serious. But do you have VCU taking on the giant taco foul and progressing to the second round? Yeah, as Carter kind of uh, alluded to, uh, Mike Rhodes, the coach for VCU, uh, coached at Randolph-Macon, our dad's alma mater. So when we were growing up, we went to Randolph-Macon basketball camp, small Division three school. Mike Rhodes is the man. Two clubs. Uh, he's a great, yeah. <laughs> he was a great uh, Division three basketball player, um, a great basketball coach. Uh, I mean, he's been coaching as a, he started as a head coach when he was, I think, 29. I think it was 23. That was his first head coaching job. Before Randolph-Macon. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal coach, brings a lot of energy. This could be a really interesting game to watch. Uh, yeah, I've got VCU winning. not very many points. VCU, very good defensive team. UCF really packs the lane. They've got a lot of height. Um, so expect a low scoring game. Maybe the winner is the first team to get to 50. It might be that, uh, <laughs> that tough of a watch. Well, sorry. I forgot the name of the, is a seven foot five player. Paco fault. Paco fault. Taco um, fall. So, well, uh, anyhow, whatever his name is, seven foot, five, it's kind of one of these like David Goliath things where it's like VCU's got team and they've got strategy and, a uh, great defensive-minded coach versus like one of the like a true one of the tallest like, living human beings, and he can move. Uh-huh. I watched some of his highlights, and he's athletic. Uh, I did not expect that. Like, um, yes, yeah, so I'm really excited to watch that game actually. But I've got VCU winning. Then at nine fifty, <laughs> we've got Ohio State against Iowa State in a real. Midwestern showdown. Uh, Ohio State had sort of a disappointing season, uh, finishing the season with 14 losses. Uh, taken on Iowa State, a team that takes basketball very seriously. So and it's going to be played in Tulsa. I expect a 
pretty serious home court feel for Iowa State. And I think that might take them through. This is sort of a toss-up for me. But uh, if I had to pick, I'd go with Iowa State. Yeah, I actually like Iowa State as a, um, a team to go pretty far. Uh, Mariel Shayok, he's one of the leading scorers in the country. Uh, transfer from UVA, who I think left to go to Iowa State because he wanted to improve his draft stock. Felt like that wasn't uh, um, he wasn't getting the playing time and the scoring opportunities he deserved. Um, you know, Iowa State finished the season with wins over Kansas State and Kansas and won the Big 12 tournament. And I think part of what you're seeing here with this team is uh, it's Mario Shayok's show. Mm-hmm. And he puts it on when he knows that he's in money-making games, um, games that scouts are watching. Um, and for the, I think he's maybe one of the underrated players in the country. Um, and I think he's going to improve his draft stock tremendously during this tournament. So I have them not only beating Ohio State, but moving pretty far into the bracket. And then the final game of the first round of the 2019 NCAA tournament, the Virginia Tech Hokies taking on the St. Louis Billikens at 9.57 Eastern time. Uh, this probably won't get started till 10.30, though, because we know these uh, start-off times are merely a suggestion, suggestion, have no bearing in actual outcome of events. Um Trivia question, Davis. Do you know what a Billiken is, the St. Louis mascot? A Billiken. Uh, it sounds like some type of bird. That seems like it would be a logical guess, but apparently a Billiken was a nationwide craze in the early 20th century that is a <laughs> manifestation of what something should be. It... Uh... <laughs> apparently what began in the great state of missouri and that is why st louis took the billiken as their name apparently it is Can good luck billiken to... in a sentence uh well apparently it manifests itself as a figurine that brings one luck if you purchase it but even greater luck if one is given to you so <laughs> it sounds like a pet rock. This is like the pet rock of the like 1910s. Like, oh, let's go to the soda fountain and uh, buy ourselves a billiken. <laughs> Pretty wild, right? So I could never take a team with that as their mascot. Although Virginia Tech's Hokies is sort of nonsensical as well. This might be the battle of yeah, the nonsensical mascots. It's a male turkey. That's a real thing. You can put your hands on that. But a billiken. It's like the original like marketing uh, like coup of modernity is the buy yourself a billiken. You've got a sweetheart. Buy her a billiken. You want your very firstborn to be a boy? Get your wife a billiken. So Virginia Tech has got Justin Robinson back, who might be their best player, and has missed uh, every game since late January. They managed to beat Duke without Zion, without Justin Robinson on the team this year. But uh, this should really take the pressure off Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who has had to be their offensive initiator as well as their best scorer for the last couple months. Uh, I have Virginia Tech winning this no problem. And I think with Justin Robinson and the team, they could actually make a pretty deep run in this year's tournament. 
Yeah, I've got them winning, and I'm glad they've got a, a weaker team like St. Louis to kind of warm up against. I mean, I say that now. If they lose, they'll sound like an ass. But they're a team that um, needed to win their conference tournament to even be in the field, so they might be uh, yeah. considering themselves a little lucky to be here at all. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, Virginia, like uh, Carter was saying, um, Virginia Tech has some serious talent. They're very well coached. Justin Robinson, one of the best point guards in the country. Um it's going to be hard because in the Sweet 16, they're going to run up against Duke. Mm-hmm. But that could be a really great game um, to watch and a potential upset down the road is Virginia Tech and Duke. Mm-hmm. So that wraps up the first round. And uh, we'll just finish off here with uh, a reveal of our final four picks for anyone who needs uh, a little bit of help filling out their brackets. I'll go hard ahead and start off with mine. Uh, out of the East region, I have the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, I think they're just too talented. And uh, although they are fairly dependent on just a few people getting the majority of their points, I don't think they'll face too difficult of matchups that their talent alone won't be able to get them over the hump and into the Final Four. Well, yeah, one of those few people is probably the best college basketball player to ever you know, step on the floor. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have faith that in Zion for something. Yeah. Uh, then out of the South region, I have the Virginia Cavaliers. Um, I think they're in actually a pretty weak uh, region, all things considered. I think Villanova as a six seed may actually be their most difficult opponent. So I don't think they'll have too many problems. Obviously, I may be eating my words later, but uh, <laughs> I have the Virginia Cavaliers making their first Final Four under Tony Bennett. Uh, then out of the Midwest, I've got the UNC Tar Heels making the Final Four also. Uh, you may see a trend developing here with my picks. <laughs> I think they're just too talented and playing too good and have too many uh, upperclassmen to get knocked out before they play a really, really high-quality team. And I don't see Kentucky or Kansas or any of those other teams having the talent and the cohesion and the coaching to actually knock Carolina out. And then my final team coming out of the West region is the Gonzaga Bulldogs (laughs) making the final four for the second time of the last three years. And uh, I've actually got Gonzaga taking on North Carolina in the championship in a rematch of a Mm. game from December. And I have Gonzaga uh, getting revenge on North Carolina and revenge for December and for the national championship from two years ago. And I have Mark Fuse Gonzaga winning the national championship for the first time in their school's history. Uh, I like those picks. They're <laughs> all like one mine. Season. It's a minor <laughs> difference. Yeah. So like Carter, I also have Duke advancing. Um, I think their biggest test will actually be against Virginia Tech mm-hmm. uh, in the Sweet 16. Um, but then I have them beating Michigan State and making it to the Final Four. I've got Virginia going as well. Um, I think the key with them is two things. One um, is Jay Huff, their seven-foot three-point shooter, needs to come into the game more. Um, they barely played needed, against like, Florida State in their tournament loss. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, Tony Bennett knows a lot more about his team than I do, but 
Um, he's kind of instant offense, uh, especially, I mean, he's such a threat, um, you know, from behind the arc. Kihei Clark did not look like he wanted to be on the court against Florida State, which was sad because he's a, he's a good ball player, but he's a little guy. Uh, and Ty Jerome has to have a good tournament for them to make it to the Final Four. Even if Ty Jerome just plays moderately well, I think they're a pretty safe bet to at least make the Elite Eight. Um, you know, but he's had a rough stretch, so. But nonetheless, I think they're going to pull it together. I've got faith in Tony Bennett this year. They're going to make the Final Four. UNC, I've got UNC beating Iowa State in the Elite Eight. Ooh. I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, Two great fan bases. Yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think Iowa State is going to, if you want to watch fun games, you want to watch a you know, future NBA player kind of make his national uh, name recognition you know, kind of claim that status. It's going to be Mario Shayok. He's going to be Houston. He's going to be Kentucky. He's going to lose to UNC. <laughs> uh, and then the only difference really in our final four is, uh, is I've got Michigan beating Gonzaga, Ooh. which I think is going to be a really classic clash of offense versus defense. But, um, you know, I kind of like Carter's pick because if anyone's going to beat Duke, I think it might be Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, the one only team, team that Duke to have does beaten not... them at full strength all season back in the Maui Invitational in November. Yeah, I think um, they match up really well. Uh, although, Zion Williamson, I think, has improved a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're going to have any. Um, yeah, they're not going to have a recipe for that defensively. I don't think they're tough enough to stop him. Um, like Hachimura, great athlete, not a good defender. Mm-hmm. It's just, they don't, I don't know. Mark Few doesn't coach good defenders. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, so I've got my final is UNC beating UVA, Ooh. which I don't, I, I'm not even sure that's a good pick. Uh, but <laughs> I, I can't bet on my boys to lose. Uh-huh. Like life's too short for that. Yeah. I have a um, lot of rematches happening late in the, uh, in the tournament. It's going to be exciting. I mean, uh, yeah, so I've got uh, UNC over UVA and then Duke being Michigan. Um, and then I've got a UNC-Duke National Championship game. Now, I think if this would be the first time it's ever happened. and I think They've never played the, in the tournament in their history. No, and I, this would be the year. The hype that Zion Williamson has, like this would be the biggest national championship game of all time. Oh, my God, yeah. UNC versus Duke, national championship. UNC wins. Roy Williams' status is, you know, potentially greatest coach of all time. Gets a, gets a little bit of a push-up. This up. is Davis I don't Franklin think any way Gonzaga... at its peak. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no way Gonzaga beats UNC in the national championship game. If they both make it, Ooh, Gonzaga's going down. I don't know. No. There's no way Gonzaga ever beats North Carolina in the NCAA tournament. You can record that. You know, it's out there for everyone to hear. <laughs> Big bank heat, little bank. It's just like they're fake Carolina. That's their thing is they're Carolina without being Carolina. So they're not going to win. Very strong words from a very weak man. <laughs> I'm just playing, Davis. So that has been our uh, sort of preview for the first round of the NCAA tournament. We'll probably have a more regular recording schedule since this is sort of peak college basketball <laughs> well there's no argument it is the peak of the college basketball season so looking forward to what hopefully is an electrifying first round 
and uh, opening weekend all together. Uh, in a lot of people's minds, this is the best sports weekend of the year. Um, so good show that you've got uh, the weekend off and can catch up on all the games. Uh, that really is doesn't get a lot more perfect than that. That's great. I'll have to, you know, skip a little bit of jujitsu practice, but you know, it's worth it. So thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully you don't take my picks too seriously because I'm not going to win you anything. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, and We'll be back maybe next week. I just seen the jet take out they got the something. Them boys just not bluffing, them boys just not bluffing. Jumping, 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 them boys up to something. She was trying to join a team, I told her, wait. Chicken wings and fries, we don't go on deck. No boo, no boo, no boo, no boo, no boo, no boo. I just throw the private dinner in the league. Trapping is a hobby, that's the way for me. Money coming fast, we never getting slick. I, I just had to buy another safe. Bentley Spurs and Phantom Jordan fade away.